Salvation Now podcast, where you'll discover and be equipped with keys from the Word of God that will pave the way to God's unlimited blessing in your life. Now, here's your host, Evangelist T.J. Malkanji. before we move on to anything else. And I, I feel like this is going to be a foundational scripture for the broadcast. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, this is what Zechariah says. So he answered and said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. It is not by might, nor is it by power, but it is by my spirit, says the Lord. It is not by might, it's not going to be, we're not going to win this world to Christ by denominational might. It is not by power. We're not going to win the world to Christ through government power or military power. But God says here, it is by my spirit that things, anything in life, will get accomplished. Without the Holy Ghost power at work in your life, nothing can be accomplished. Jesus himself said, that I can do nothing on my own initiative. Only what I see the Father doing and His Spirit in me doing is that that's the only thing I can get done. And I talked about it in this week's broadcast of Gifts and Ministries of the Holy Ghost, how Jesus did not do any work, any miraculous work. He didn't accomplish, uh, uh, He didn't preach any sermons. He didn't do anything until He was baptizing the Holy Spirit when that dove came and rested on him and then fasted and prayed, returning into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Then, the Bible says, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. There can be nothing, no heavenly assignment, whether it be your call to the ministry today or whether you, you feel a call to start a business you know, the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Ghost, yes, is primarily to win people to Christ and it is to preach the gospel and to flow in these gifts of the Holy Ghost. But maybe you feel a call to be a, a, a politician. Maybe you feel a call to be a teacher. Maybe you feel called to open up a business or start a hotel. I don't know what it is God's called you to do. But I want to let you know, I'll let you in on something that the scripture is very clear about. The Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Spirit and this power of the Holy Ghost and what Zerubbabel, you know, Zerubbabel is, Zechariah is prophesying to Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel is a king. Zerubbabel is not a minister. Zerubbabel is a king who's looking to build a temple here. And God's saying it's not going to be built. Anything you want to build in life, anything God desires to build through you will not be built by might. It will not be built by power. If anything is going to be built, it is going to be built by the raw power of the Holy Ghost working in and through you. Whether you're called to ministry, whether you're called to a government office, whether you're called to a teaching office, whether you're called to uh, start up a business, a landscaping business, maybe you feel called to be a doctor, whether you feel called to be a lawyer, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, all of these things can be accomplished and accomplished greatly. You know, you look at Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. These were not preachers per se. These were, uh, you know, they were uh, satraps. They were governors in Babylonian captivity. And by the Spirit of God, that anointing, they ended up rising to the top. You look at Joseph. Joseph was not a preacher. He was 
a slave in Egypt and by the Spirit of the Lord rose to the top. You look at David. David uh, firstly became a, a, a king, you know. He ended up standing in the office of prophet and in the office of a priest. David's the only person that stood in all three offices outside of Jesus. And that's why they call Jesus the son of David. But David was a king. And yet the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and empowered him to rise to the throne. So whatever it is you seek to accomplish, it is by the baptism and the Holy Ghost it's going to happen. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something in the flesh. Maybe it's something that you desire to, to break off you in the flesh. Maybe it's envy, anger, hatred, or whatever. You have a desire for unforgiveness and bitterness to leave you. All of those things aren't going to leave you just by human effort, sheer human effort. It's not going to be you trying harder. Remember Ephesians 6 verse 10 says, be strong in the Lord. And how? In the power of his might. Who's the Holy Ghost? So whatever it is you're desiring today, I want you to lean in and press in for this mighty baptism in the Holy Ghost. Because as you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, three things are going to happen to you. One, it's going to be power to you. Anything the devil's put on you is going to be snatched off, broken off once and for all. I believe there are many watching me today that are going to receive permanent deliverance. Not by power or by might, but by the Spirit of the Lord. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Number two, there's going to be power in you. Transformation on the inside. The Adamic nature will be crucified. And this Christ's nature, this godly nature is going to rise up empowered by the spirit and you're going to be different you're going to look different you're going to speak different your boldness will take on a whole new level and number three it'll be power through you God is going to work something through you. You will, from today, you'll start to see, you know, I talked about the gifts of the Holy Ghost the last three days. And honestly, I have to say this, it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost that is the gateway into the functioning of these gifts of the Holy Ghost. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, that's the gateway, that's the access point for the working of miracles so that you can be an instrument of value in the hands of God to bring in this last day harvest. You know, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. Without the Holy Ghost, the church becomes a referral center. We can just, at best, refer other people to, you know, I know a good psychiatrist, I know a good counselor, I know a good this. All of those things people seek after in medical science. And I'm not against doctors, I'm not against counseling, I'm not against Christian counseling, I'm not against those things, but I'm saying... That all of the things people seek after in those things is resident in the Holy Ghost. There's nothing you're looking for that the Holy, Holy Ghost will not provide for you. And you'll not get it today. You're going to get it today. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy fresh oil. As we speak through this broadcast, fresh oil is being poured out on your head. And you're never going to be the same again. Like Saul, you're being turned in to another man and another woman. Hallelujah. And I just, I just love that, man. We're, we're going to have a great time. TJ, as you were speaking, one of the things that I was thinking about, because you were saying you're like, not everybody, obviously, is called to preach. Not everybody is called to be, I'm talking about like the fivefold ministry, right? Like not everybody's going to be, whether it's a pastor or an evangelist, but everybody's called to be a Christian, right? Like, I mean, we're, we're all called like, you know, once we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives, like we got to be full of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And, um, and, and, and one of the things, is it still cracking? 
It doesn't matter. Gosh. Just, just go. It doesn't matter. At this Listen, point. I, I, I'm going to try to keep my voice low and not move around too much. Um, but, be, but basically, this is what uh, Exodus chapter 35, as you were speaking, um, is where it actually says, is the artisans called by God. It says, and Moses said to the children of Israel, see, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Ur, and the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God Hallelujah. in wisdom and understanding, in knowledge and all manner of workmanship to design artistic work, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting jewels for for setting in carving wood and to work in all matter of artistic workmanship it says and 34 says, and he has put in his heart the ability to teach in him. And then it, it keeps going on. But the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because um, it's a, it, when now this does not what the scripture tells us. But when you look at history uh, regarding specific this passage of scripture, um, Many scholars actually believe that Bezalel was actually the age of 13. He was not like he was, it's not like he was 40. It's not like he was 50 or 60 or 70. Uh, he was, you know, around the age of 13. And even at a young age, the scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit actually puts the spirit on him and the crazy thing that he's able to design. Now, all of this was able to happen through the hands of a 13 year old who's actually full of the Holy Spirit. So that's why, you know, as evangelist TJ, he's he's uh, he's encouraging you is press in today, because even if you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit once in your life and it was a wonderful experience, this is not a one time event. This is actually something that we should be doing each and every single day of our lives. You know, this should be something that's continuously. Why? The scripture actually tells us, says, do not be drunk with wine, that's but right. be full of the Holy Spirit. So it's letting us know, uh, you know, people say, well, don't be drunk with wine. That means like you're all constantly drinking. Don't do that. Don't don't get drunk with wine, but be full with the Holy Spirit. So that means there has to be a continual thing that happens. We should be in the presence of God every single that's day. Right. We should be people who are, as we pour ourselves out, that we could continuously have uh, the, the oil, just like TJ was speaking about, because you need the oil for everyday life. You need the oil to go to Walmart. You need the oil. As I dropped off my son to school today, man, I was like, I really needed the oil of the Lord to be with me because as I was driving, I had so many opportunities to be upset and do something ridiculous as I was yeah. driving. But you need the oil for every single thing. So anyways, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, just as we start, you know, even if you're here and you're saying, man, like, uh, you know, God has not called me to be a pastor. God has not called me to be an evangelist. God has not called me to be a prophet. But whatever it is that he's called you to, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you will stand out. If Bezalel was able to be in the Bible because he was full of the Holy Spirit and everything that he was able to accomplish, even at the age of 13, then imagine what God can do with you, especially right after this broadcast. That's right. And I, I want to make a distinction before we move on to anything else between being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. Because I think this is where a lot of people trip up and neglect this message of the baptism in the Holy Ghost because they've been taught once you're born again, you have the Holy Ghost, that's it. You, you've graduated, you've made it. But there's actually a subsequent event. There's a separate event from salvation that also is the work of the Spirit. When you are saved, John chapter 3 says, 
unless you are born of water and spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. In Titus chapter 3, it says that we have to be renewed and regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit to be born again. So we are born again by the word of God, us believing it, and the spirit of God doing that inside work whereby that sin nature gets crucified and then the nature of Jesus Christ is, is like it comes to life in us. We're no longer, uh, the Bible says, slaves of sin. We now walk in newness of life by the power of the spirit. But I want to make something clear to you. We are born of the spirit, but Jesus talks about being filled with the spirit, that there's two separate events. For a long time, all we ever talked about in the church was being born of the Spirit. But in, I mean, it's always, they've always had pockets of people being baptized in the Holy Ghost, people speaking in tongues. You can read a book by Tom Hyatt, I think it is. It's 2,000 years of charismatic history. And you see all throughout the years, the two millennia since Christ, there's been people born, born of the Spirit and baptized in the Spirit who've spoken in other tongues. Uh, you, you read some things from the early church where they talk about in prayer, they began to speak in a language they didn't know. You look at it in Acts chapter 2 and we're going to get there. But I want to make this clear to you. When we're talking about the baptism in the Holy Ghost, we're talking about a biblical experience that you can experience in 2023. It's not something that was reserved only for the first apostles and the first early church and all that. And then finally, the Holy Ghost said, you know what? My work's done. They don't need me anymore. They can just solve things out on their own strength and energy. No, the Holy Ghost, it's the same spirit, Romans 8, 11, that raised Christ from the dead that we need. You heard Pastor Oscar say, we need him for everything. It's very foolish to say that you don't need to be filled with the Holy Ghost to live this life. It's very foolish and it's very prideful. I need the Holy Ghost for everything. That's why we fast and pray. One of the reasons is that we're saying, God, it's not food that's sustaining me. It's your Holy Ghost that's sustaining me. It's your divine nature working on the inside of me that's sustaining me and energizing me. Fasting and prayer is an announcement to heaven that, God, I recognize and acknowledge that every ounce of energy I have does not come from food or bread or human nourishment. It comes from your spirit. So in Luke chapter 24, this is what Jesus says. Thus it was written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. That's talking about getting people born again. Verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. Remember, Jesus already said the wine of the Spirit cannot go into old wineskins. New wine must be put into new wineskins. So when Jesus is saying, I'm sending the new wine to you, the promise of the Father, he's talking to people who at this time are born again. They've believed, they've seen Christ in his resurrected form. They are born again. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. That's when they were born again. That's in John chapter 20. But isn't it interesting? He says, I'm going to send the promise of my father, the new wine, into these new wine. You now have become new wineskins. Now I'm going to send the promise of my father on you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. I titled this broadcast today, Quit Tarrying. And be filled with the Holy Spirit today. Because Jesus told them to tarry. But let's skip down to Acts chapter 2. Matter of fact, let's do Acts chapter 1 first. Acts chapter 1. So Jesus in Luke 24 says, Tarry until the promise of the Father comes. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 7 it says, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has set by his own authority. 
But you will receive power when the Holy Ghost has come on you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Isn't it interesting here? He doesn't say you'll receive power. After that, you're born again. Now, when you are born again, John 1.12 says, As many as received Jesus, to them gave he power to become children of God. The power of the Spirit, like I said before, transforms you into a child of God. You are born again. You, are, you, you receive and experience a measure of the power of God when you're born again. But isn't it interesting, Jesus talking to born-again people says, you're going to receive power after that what? Not after that, you're born again. Showing you that there's more power. After that, you're, you receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost. After that, the Holy Ghost has come on you. Skip to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each one of them. And they were all filled, filled to overflow with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them this ability or gave them utterance. Then you skip to Acts chapter 8. And Philip goes to Samaria, preaches... And multitudes get saved of Samaritan people. Multitudes. Even Simon, the great sorcerer, concedes, releases, or turns away from his sorcery and witchcraft and believes on Jesus Christ, being astonished at what Philip was doing. But then Peter and John hear about the revival at Samaria, and instead of just them saying, wow, isn't that great what Philip's doing? They decide to pick up their bags, go to Samaria and say, they've been born again, but let us go now that we might pray, lay hands on them to receive the Holy Spirit. Acts 19. You read about it in Acts chapter 19 when Paul goes to Ephesus. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, comes to Ephesus. He found some disciples there. So these weren't un unbelievers. These weren't worldly people. These were disciples. And he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? We've not so much as heard whether is, there is a Holy Spirit. To what were you baptized? John's baptism. Yeah, John baptized with water, with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him, who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. So you see, and there's other scriptures I can get into, but for the sake of time, I'm going to stop there. You see... That this baptism of the Holy Spirit, what Pastor Oscar alluded to before in Ephesians 5, where Paul says, be being filled with the Holy Ghost. That experience is a subsequent experience to salvation, but equally as important because it empowers you for victory and for Christian service in life. Like I said before, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, you hear some people talk about it as if it's like, yeah, if you want it, it's good. If you're interested, you know, we're going to have a, a meeting on Wednesday night. Anyone that's interested in it, we're not going to talk about it Sunday morning. We don't bring up speaking in tongues. We don't bring up any of that in our Christian Sunday morning tailor-made services. We're going to bring it up on Wednesday. And if you're a little fanatic and if you're a little crazy, we're going to give you one hour of power where you can just let your steam off, speak in tongues. Do it so that nobody sees you on Wednesday night. But on Sunday morning, we don't talk about that. We don't bring it up. Except for one week a year on Pentecost Sunday, we're going to talk about it. But after that, the Holy Ghost is receded back, relegated to the back of the auditorium. We don't really bring them up much. What an insult to the Holy Spirit. 
who Jesus said is the gift and the promise of the Father. I'll say this. Jesus, and I'm going to pass it over to Pastor Oscar after this. Jesus is the greatest gift God ever gave the world. But the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift God has ever given the church. And he is not only available, it is imperative. Jesus said, don't even try to leave Jerusalem and do things in your own strength until you're clothed with this power from on high. He's not just available, it is imperative and essential. And I pray today as we preach, a desire rises up from inside of you to, to thirst and hunger for this baptism. That's the only requir requirement. I'll pour water on him that is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. It's the only requirement. Get thirsty. Pastor Oscar. Yeah, and, and, and I love what, you know, talking about like getting thirsty. You really have to get thirsty. But it's not something that you are begging for. It's, you know, it's, it's right. a beautiful gift that God gives you. Um, you know, I'm just going to share my, my testimony when I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Just I won't take too long. But, you know, no, I, I come from a different background. Need. And, um, and one of the things that uh, for me was really like, you know, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, but never really uh, experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. One of the things that, um, you know, I, I believe that it was for today. I, I believe that it was for, you, you know, for, for some believers. But for some reason, I was like, I, I wasn't sure if this was actually for me. And, um, and I remember, you know, getting just like Evangelist TJ said, you know, I was, you know, I got saved. So I was filled with the Holy Spirit, but I had not experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. I remember seeking the Lord. I ended up going to Bible school. And so this thing, God, you know, I ended up going to Bible school. I'm there with my wife. And then um, one of the things that happens to me at this point is I'm in a class. And at this class, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do was to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? So that's why I went to Bible school for. So we're, we're, this was called the outreach team, if you will. And so every week we would go out and tell people about Jesus. And I remember going out with the, the other students who were there for, you know, two years before me, if you will. And, uh, and they would say, all right. So they would train us, right? So we would go out on the streets. I remember going out on the streets with them. And uh, he would say, hey, uh, why don't you go tell that person about Jesus? And I remember clearly, uh, you know, kind of like touching my stomach, touching my heart and saying, you know, I don't really feel led right now, brother. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't really feel led to go and tell them about Jesus right now. Sure. And, uh, and, and so the guy would just look at me funny. And I remember like doing the same thing, you know, like later on. And he was like, hey, why don't you go tell that person about Jesus? I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't know if they're ready, really. Uh, it was because I was I was afraid. I was afraid of rejection. I was afraid of what they were going to say. I was sure. afraid of how they were going to react. I was just fearful. My 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 desire was, right, I went to Bible school. I wanted to tell people about Jesus, but I was still not filled with the Holy Spirit. So I remember then being in a class, and uh, the teacher was teaching, and he ended up saying this. He said, how many here have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And my wife, I remember her, she kind of like nudges me. And she's like, why don't you lift your hand? And, uh, and I was like, no, I'm not going to lift my hand right now. Like, you know, we're in the middle of a class. And the teacher, once again, you know, he's like, how many of you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? So, so at this point, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and lift my hand. So there's 200 students present. I'm, I lift my hand and I'm the only person in, out of 200 people who have, Apparently, nobody else had, you know, everybody else had received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was the only one in 200 people. I'm telling you, I still believe there were some people who were lying that day. But regardless, <laughs> I remember lifting my hand 
and the uh, and the and the teacher basically said, "Well, look, uh, come see me after class." So I went upstairs and uh, to like where the offices were, and uh, he says, "Do you believe that uh, the Holy Spirit is for today?" I said, "Yes." Do you believe that God wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit? I said, "Yes." And then, uh, and then, so we went through scriptures, just like evangelist TJ just did before. We went through Acts chapter one, Acts chapter two, Acts chapter eight, Acts chapter nineteen. You know, so he's building my faith as we're doing this. And then he says, "We're gonna, we're, we'll, we're gonna go ahead and pray." So I said, "Sure." And uh, and so we we are we are. He's praying for me. He lays hands on me, just like you see uh, Paul do it in scripture. And uh, and nothing happens. He prayed for about two uh, two minutes, and nothing happens. Then he said, all right, we're going to read again. So we read the scripture again. And this time we read it and you know, nothing changed. And he said, all right, we're going to pray again. So he lays his hands on me again to pray. And uh, and this time, just like out of nowhere, you know, I have this heavenly language that comes like a three, four syllables really came out of my mouth. And then I kind of stopped it. You know, like I, I kind of got afraid. And, uh, and, and that was it. And so he says, well, you just received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, I'm like, was this really it? You know, like I'm, I'm actually questioning all this. So I go as I'm, you know, he says, yeah, well, this is exciting stuff. He tells me, go ahead and, and go on your way. So I go downstairs to my class. And as I'm going to my class, I had to take the elevator to go down. And this is what I'm, ha- I'm telling. I'm having a conversation with the Lord. I'm like, Lord, uh, is this really you? And this is what the Lord tells me, which I love the Lord because the Lord speaks to us in, in different ways. And this is what the Lord tells me. He says, don't question it. He says, you know what my presence is. And that's exactly, I, I didn't, I was, like, I wasn't sure. I'm like, was this the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the Lord reminded me is, you know what my presence is. And I was definitely feeling the presence of God all over my body. Mm-hmm. I remember going to my class. When I went to my class, which was my outreach class, right? Like the, 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 the class that they take us out and we tell people about Jesus that I was not able to do before then. And, and I remember I walk in. And as I'm walking in, the teacher's already preaching. And then when, when I walk in, he sees me and he yells out. As soon as I open the door, he says, brother, run. The presence of God is all over you. And I remember running towards the altar. And as I run towards the altar, he just says, you know, fire from far. I fall on, on my back. So I fall on my back and I speak in tongues again. You know, the heavenly language rolls out. Now, I want, I'm telling you all that story. Why? Because the next time we went out, which was that same day, we ended up going out to tell people about Jesus. There was nobody that could stop me from oh, telling man. people about Jesus. It was my friend said, go tell that people about Jesus. I said, yes, I went and I told them. And it was the easiest thing. It was like the fear of men got out of me. There was no more fear of failure. There was no more fear of rejection. There was no more fear of anything. There was a heavenly boldness that came upon me in order to what? Just like Acts chapter 1 Acts chapter 1 verse 8 tells us to be a witness for Christ, to be a witness for him. And so boldness comes when, even when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, boldness is going to come. You also see it actually in, I believe it was Acts chapter 4. Where you see like, you know, like the disciples had just gotten whipped. There was threats that was happening to the people. And and they go and report this to the other believers. And what do the believers tell? They actually raise up their voice to heaven and say, Father, hear their threats. God, listen to their threats. But, you know, give your service great boldness to be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that you would perform many miraculous signs and wonders and all these things. And you know what, what God's response was to that? 
it was like a, a shaking that comes. He actually fills them again with the Holy right. Spirit. It was like there was a boldness that comes. A re, like, so it's not a one-time event. They had received it already. But it's like once again, the Lord fills them. Why? Because we need it. We need it to be a good witness. We need it to be a good Christian. We need it to be everything that God's called us to do. So I just wanted to take a moment to share my testimony because I'm telling you, if you've been somebody who's been, um, you know, are believing like I haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit yet, or for some reason you you've been timid and shy to tell people about Jesus. Well, this day, from this day forward, you will never be shy anymore. You will receive a spirit of power, the spirit of the the, the spirit of power, the spirit of boldness to be able to tell people about Jesus. Yeah, that's an awesome testimony. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you've ever told me that. But that's a great testimony. And um, one thing I pulled away from that is. The Bible college he went to, the river at Tampa Bay, in uh, Tampa Bay, Florida, under Pastor Ronnie Howard Brown, one thing they do, and they do a lot of things right and very well. They're a great church. But one thing they exceptionally do well is they provide an environment where anybody can come off the street, leave that place, not only save, baptize in the Holy Ghost in the same day. You know, I titled this broadcast, yeah. Quit Tarrying and Be Filled with the Holy Ghost, because Jesus told the disciples to tarry. But until the promise of the Father was sent, the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2. He didn't come. He didn't descend to only ascend in Acts chapter 28 after Paul finished. He's still here. They were commissioned or commanded rather to tarry. We are not commanded to tarry. We're, as a matter of fact, in Acts chapter 2, Peter replying to the crowds who said, Sirs, what must we do to be saved? He says, Repent. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Peter was saying the moment you get saved is the moment you're entitled and a candidate to receive this gift of the Holy Ghost. And I love how you said it's a gift. You don't have to plead or beg anymore. It's a, he's a gift. He's a gift. You don't beg for a gift that's under the Christmas tree that has your name on it. It has your name on it. You just grab it and open it. It's yours. It's your possession. In the same vein, Paul writes on in 1 Corinthians 6 and 2 Corinthians as well. He talks about how you are the temple. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He desires to dwell in you. He desires to fill you. Matter of fact, he's more eager to fill you than some of you are even eager to be filled. That's why we preach and teach to stir up that hunger, to stir up that desire, that zelu, that fervent passion and craving for that Paul talks about. You know, I was uh, listening to evangelist Jonathan uh, a couple of days ago, and he talked about how there was a girl that reached out to him and said, I desire the baptism in the Holy Spirit, uh, but my church doesn't preach or teach on it. Is there any church in the area? She was from Florida. He said, go to the river at Tampa Bay. So she drove, I don't know how many hours to get there. She gets there on Sunday morning. And this is how great that church is. Pastor Eric Ganyan gets up. He's just doing an offering message. And as he's speaking the offering message, he feels in his spirit that there's someone in this place today who came here, who's never been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you came here seeking the baptism in the Holy Ghost. You're, you, if you're that person, stand up. She stands up. He calls her forward. They pray. She starts speaking in tongues, gets filled with wow. the Holy Ghost, went on to be a great soul winner. But there's some places you can go to for 30 years every single Sunday. 
and not have an environment where something like that can happen. Don't go to any church that downplays, neglects, or refuses to speak on the baptism of the Holy Ghost because it will severely inhibit you from walking in the fullness of God's call on your life. You know, there are people who attend, let me tell you something, there are people who attend churches that either do not talk about the gifts of the Holy Ghost or the baptism of the Holy Ghost, or they even go a step further and bash the Charismatics and the Pentecostals. There's people that attend that churches, that, that church because their parents attended that church or their grandparents built that church or whatever. There's a history to that church. They attend those churches and for years do nothing about it until they need deliverance. Then they go to the Pentecostals until they need someone to lay hands on them that actually believes in divine healing and has the power of the Spirit working through them to alleviate this, them from this sickness and disease. They stay there in these dead Ichabod places until they're in a place where they're backed up into a corner and they have no choice but to go amongst the Pentecostals. I don't know about you, but I want to be amongst the people that are tongue-talking, demon expellers, sickness destroyers type of people. I don't want to just go to them like they're a hospital in times of emergency. I want to dwell there. I want to be amongst my own company. I want to be amongst the tongue-talkers. I want to be amongst those that work in miracles. I want to be amongst those that, that, that minister in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to just visit churches like that you know people ask me all the time there's no church like that in my community well pick up your bags and move <laughs> there's no greater place to be and to position yourself than around a spirit-filled holy ghost pentecostal church if i didn't have that type of church in montreal guess what I wouldn't live in Montreal. I would do evangelistic work in Montreal. I would come and beseech the God of heaven to bring a revival to Montreal. But I'm telling you, I would not live here. I would station because nothing matters more to me than, forget me, than for my children to grow up in that environment. Yeah. Nothing matters more to me than for my children to be amongst people that prophesy and lay hands on the sick, and they're being taught with proper Bible doctrine that God did not cease to do these things, but he continues to do them today. I wrote this on Twitter before. I said, everything Jesus came to do, he continues to do through his church. He's still baptizing people in the Holy Ghost. He's still healing the sick. He's still raising the dead. He's still the burden bearer. He's still forgiving sins. The moment Jesus stops forgiving sins, then you can know he's not baptizing people in the Holy Ghost. But he continues to do so. And as such, we can put full confidence in the fact that he continues to baptize people in the Holy Ghost. And that's one of the things I much appreciate about Pastor Oscar and Good News Chapel Vancouver and what they're doing over there. They are setting up an environment because, look, I don't know every church in Vancouver, but I do know that Vancouver has an issue. There aren't many spirit-filled places where every Sunday they can have an encounter with God. And so God has sent this man to Vancouver to establish a, an oasis in the desert where people can come and drink. Come and drink. We talked about it yesterday. We've been made to drink into one spirit. People can come and drink of the rivers of living water that God so is eagerly designed for people to drink from. And that's one thing I honor, Pastor Oscar. You can't go there on a Sunday and just get some dry, stale sermon, and that's it, pat you on your way back. No, there's, 
there, God's Holy Spirit is given free reign to do whatever he desires to do. So everyone that's asking, I don't have a church like that here. Uh, I wish there was a church like that. Here's your answer. Pick up your bags and find a church like that in your nation. And if you need help, you can message me. I'll try to help you. But find a church like that. Pastor Oscar, I want you to tell the people, you know, what you've done in, or, or what you're doing in Vancouver right now and that, that desire, because there is something different about you. There, there's a desire. It's not a, a, a once in a hundred service where you're laying hands on people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What is that thing? What drives you to do that? Because I want that same thing, that DNA to be imparted into the people that are watching. What has made you to see the Holy Ghost as so essential that you can't live without him? Man, I, I love that you said that. The reason why I believe the Holy Ghost, well, you, you, we see, you, you, I think we've been talking about this, you know, for, for the next, for the past 30 minutes, how essential the Holy Spirit is to the believer. The reason why I put such an emphasis on it is because growing up as a little boy, I remember reading through the book of Acts. You know, you're reading through the book of Acts, you're reading through scripture, and you say, my goodness, uh, you know, like every believer should be like a superhero in this world. That's every good. believer should be like a superhero in this hold world. Hold on, hold on. And, yeah. You got to write that in the comment section. Every, every believer, believer. Go ahead, say it. Tell them to Every write. believer should be a superhero in this world. You can write that in the comment. Yeah. And and so like, I remember reading those things growing up as, as, as you know, growing up in church and grow up, growing up as a child, but nobody around me was really displaying that supernatural quality, uh, maybe, and it's not that people around me were not baptized with the Holy Spirit. Some were, but for some reason, they ended up letting that experience just be an experience that you know they talked about. You know, I, I got you know I got baptized by the Holy Spirit years ago, and that was that's all they spoke about. But really, I remember uh, the reason why I, pay, I play such an emphasis on it is because I said, Lord, I want to make sure that if you are calling me into ministry, I don't want to be a boring. Christian. I don't want right. to be a boring preacher. I don't want to be somebody who, you know, just, you know, you know, like you see through scripture, they didn't just teach, right? They, they taught the scriptures and then they demonstrated that's by right. the power of the Holy Spirit. So I was like, Lord, I need to see that in my life. Why? And that's why I pray that you're pressing in today and that you're like saying, I want to see those things in my life because I'll tell you what would happen if you don't, if you don't, have this power that comes from the Holy Spirit, you're going to live a Christian life that is boring. You're going to become very frustrated because you're going to read things in the scripture and you're going to say, how come that's not happening in my life? You're that's even right. going to, there are people like uh, preachers that yeah, I would even say because they don't accept the, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because they don't believe in this teaching, because they think you know, it's it's something that happened many years ago, and it's not for us, or it's only just for the Pentecostals, not for for anybody else. And they don't experience those things. Why? Because they're pushing the Holy Spirit away. But they become so frustrated that they start having doctrines that actually teachings that don't support uh, the scriptures, right? Like, and all those things. So this is what I would tell you: is for me, that's why I have such a huge emphasis on the Holy Spirit. On Sunday morning, we lay hands on the sick. We, on Sunday morning, we make sure that people are full with the Holy Spirit. On Hallelujah. Sunday morning, when people come for salvation, you know, one of the things that I pray for is like, Lord, now that they've accepted you as Lord and Savior of their life, fill their lives, baptize them with the Holy Spirit and fire. They need to be equipped. Now, some people think, you know, some people, I don't know your background. I don't know how many people are 
are, are, are watching, you know, I mean, I could see how many people are watching. But I don't know where your background is or how you grew up, regardless of your denomination. I'll tell you right now, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for you. R regardless, if, regardless of what denomination you came from, what denomination you grew up in, uh, this is actually, it transcends denominations, if you will. Because like when you look at the Methodist revival, uh, that something happened back then, uh, you know, the move of the Spirit graciously came. It wasn't because they were Pentecostals. It was a people, Christians, who were saying, leaving room for the Holy Spirit, saying, Lord, we want a move of the Spirit. And the Holy Spirit came. You see the Great Awakening, you know, with Benjamin Franklin, who actually wasn't even a believer, but his friend was, George Whitfield, And he says testimonies about him and how certain things would happen. And, and so, like, these are Methodists. These are different people from different backgrounds. And yet the move of the Spirit would happen. And so this is not just for a specific denomination. The Lord actually doesn't come for, for a specific denomination. But really, I'll tell you this. Right now, the Pentecostals, the charismatic, if you will, they, they leave room for the Holy Spirit. So the Lord manifests there. I know teaches the same way as me. If, 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 the Holy Spirit, if, if, another, if the Pentecostals would stop the move of the Spirit and another denomination would, would start doing it, we would be there. We That's would right. go wherever the move of the Spirit is. Right. You know, so I'm telling you this. When people say, oh, the, you know, this is just a charismatic movement or, you know what, this happens into their services of the Pentecostals because, you know, uh, they just, you know, they, they're not strong on the word. They're, that's foolish talk. That's it right. really is foolish talk. Because if I could take you to scripture, so we're talking about 2,000 years ago, not just in history as we talked about the Great Awakening or, or, or like the Methodist revival. But even when we go back to, to, to the early church, if you will, really... You could almost say that Jesus was a charismatic. Why? Because when you talk about the charismata and the way that Jesus told his disciples, the disciples actually had an expectancy for the move of the Holy Spirit. They were always expecting for healings to happen. They were always expecting, you know, oftentimes you hear in scripture that it says the Holy Spirit told them for what? To appoint, you know, Barnabas and Saul. The Holy Spirit told them to choose men from among them. The Holy Spirit told them. They were people who didn't move without the Holy Spirit, in it, hmm. without, without the, the, uh, uh, the, the direction of the Holy Spirit. So this happens. That's why for me, for this reason, any group, any church, any movement that carries a dynamic expression of the Holy Spirit and His gifts may be called charismatic so we need this in our lives we really do need this in our life that's why for me i make sure that we have it in our services i make sure that we have it every you know every time that there's youth why not this uh, it, this is not something that should be every three months this is not something that should be every four months or six months or right. you know like you're saying one, once a year no this is something that when when people get saved we ask them the question have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit? If they say no, well, we're going to lay hands on you. And we're going to believe that God's right. going to empower you from heaven so that you could walk as a superhero on this earth. And that's, that's right. the way we, we do church. That's right. And it all begins with the first work the Holy Ghost is going to do in you today. It's, it, you know, you, like when Jesus called Lazarus out of the tomb, he came out, but he was bound. He was still bound. As much as Lazarus wanted to tell his testimony and everything, he was bound head and to foot, from head to foot. So he was, he was limited in his movement. He was alive again, but he was limited. 
I believe there are many watching that you felt this way. You're alive in Christ. Your name's written in the Lamb's book of life. You're going to heaven. But you still feel bound. You still feel bound by the grave clothes, which have to do with your past, your old desires, your old nature, your old, old you. That old sinful thing is still stinking up your life. I want to make something clear to you. The first thing the Holy Ghost is going to do to you as you're baptizing the Spirit today is He's going to remove those grave clothes. He's going to tear down every demonic stronghold in your life, whether it be in your mind, your body. It, God's Spirit is, the Bible says, the Spirit of the Lord is anointed me, for He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim release to those that are captives, to declare the opening of prison doors to those who are bound. When the Spirit of the Lord comes on you, those things happen. I know a lot of people, it's all about shaking, quaking, and all that stuff. And I'm not against the shaking and the quaking. Pastor Oscar talked about Benjamin Franklin going to see John Wesley's meetings. You know, in John Wesley's meetings, they actually had to take people out of the trees in Boston Common Park they had a population of Boston at the time was 25,000 people. They had 40,000 people in Boston Commons coming to hear John Wesley preach. And they had to take people out of the trees, warning them that many people had fallen from the trees because they, as he was preaching, would get baptized in the Spirit and they'd fall into some sort of trance and they would be overcome and they'd fall out of the tree. So they would just get yep. people out of the tree. I'm not against those manifestations. Those are manifestations of the Spirit. But if the manifestation comes and there's no inner work, then was it really a manifestation? When the manifestation of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 12, 7, the manifestation of the Spirit brings profit to all. There's something that happens. So let me read out of 1 Samuel 5, one of the greatest illustrations of what happens when the Holy Ghost invades a human vessel. 1 Samuel 5, when the Philistines took the Ark of God, which remember the Ark of God was where the Spirit of God was on the earth. He was confined to that ark at that time and brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, which represents the symbolic of the presence of God, and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon, which represents demon gods, which represents satanic powers and influences. And when the people of Ashdod arose early in the morning, there was Dagon falling on its face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. So they took yes. Dagon and set it in its place again. And when they arose again the next morning, there was Dagon, again, falling on its face to the ground before the ark of the Lord. This time, the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were broken off on the threshold. Only Dagon's torso was left of it. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor anyone who come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashdod to this day. So here we see... When they took what was symbolic of the presence of God and put it next to Dagon, the demon God, representation of Satan and all his power and his authority. The next day, Dagon had fallen over. And the following day, his head and hands broken off. What does that show us? You know, it was never God's will for his presence to dwell in an ark or human creations. God's will was to dwell in you. And to dwell in me. Well, tell me something. If something that symbolized the presence of God in that day 
put next to that which symbolized or represented the presence of the devil was able, without even doing anything, just its very presence in that room, tore down that false idol so that its heads and its hands were broken off. The head representing the authority and the hands representing the power. It disarmed and destroyed the authority and power of the devil in that false idol temple. How much more do you suppose, as you're getting baptized in the Holy Ghost today, will every thing that represents the authority or power of the kingdom of hell in your life be torn down once and for all if that which symbolized the presence of God took down the networking of the devil in that day then how much more the actual power and presence of the Holy Ghost in you I said it before, it was never God's will to dwell in temples made with human hands. He said, a body I've prepared for me. Ye are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And matter of fact, it says, anything that attempts to defile the temple of God, which temple you are, God himself will destroy. I see today being the day of your permanent deliverance, your lasting victory. As you get filled with the Holy Ghost today, everything the enemy has established, every stronghold that he has set up, will be obliterated like a bulldozer going through town. Just going to clear out every hindrance, every satanic entity, everything that's been arrayed and has, has been arrayed against your destiny. Anything that, has, anything that represents depression, everything that brings anxiety, everything that, that spirit of fear that has paralyzed you, crippled you, all of it is going to be cleared out of your life today. Pastor Oscar said it before, when he got baptized in the Holy Ghost, it ripped out him the fear of man, fear of failure, fear of sickness, disease. It, it just takes out, he just removes fear. He's like Drano. You throw him, when you took Drano and you put it down a plumbing uh, a pipe, it clears out everything that's clogging the pipe. Fear clogs the pipe of what God can do in and through you. When the Holy Ghost comes, he just Dranos. He clears the entire pipe so that God's power now can flow freely through you. That's going to happen to you. He talked about it in Acts chapter 4. When they prayed, the Holy Ghost fell on them again. So it's not just one time. Again, the Holy Ghost fell and they began to speak the word with all boldness. Hallelujah. I see Hallelujah. sickness and disease leaving your body once and for all today. Long-standing issues, chronic pains. The Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, he's going to quicken your mortal body, make alive your mortal body. Anyone that's watching right now, I feel there's people that are on dialysis and your kidney has been affected by something and you've not been able to uh, create pure blood and all that. The kidney's malfunctioning. In the name of Jesus, your kidneys are being quickened by the Spirit of God. And every other organ, if you're watching, it's not your kidneys, it's some other organ. I see the Spirit of God quickening your organs. You will be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Oscar. And I just love that. You know, you know, I'm so thankful that everybody got a chance to join on this broadcast. And I mean, I keep seeing the numbers going up and up, which is wonderful. Uh, if you haven't shared it, go ahead and share it. Um, you know, before TJ and I come into these things, like we're, we're praying. We're praying for all of you. We're praying that God would do something miraculous. Not only that you would hear a, a great uh, word, but that the word of God would continue to build faith inside of you. I'm telling you, today you got, that's what you got. You, you know, that's what you're getting. You got the preaching. You got the, you got the, the history behind it. You got like 
the teaching behind it. You got all kinds of things. Really, today should be your day. And especially if you've been fasting, you know, some people already finished their fast on the 22nd. Wonderful. I wish it was you. But and then other ones, you know, we were going until the 29th, right? And uh, so if you've been fasting and, and you have not received a miracle yet, today's your day. Uh, if you've been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, today's your day. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body, today's your day. If you need boldness to tell people about Jesus, today is your day. Come on. Whatever it is that you need, I'm telling you right now, God will do it for you That's right. today. You know, as one of the things that uh, I remember uh, hearing a preacher say, which is it stuck with me, especially when you're fasting, you should expect a miracle. And, and so that's what I've been doing each and every single day for myself and even week for our church. When I get up there on Sunday morning is it's I'm expecting for God to move miraculously. So especially if you've been in a season of fasting, I'll tell you right now, you should expect God to move for you on your behalf today. You know, he loves you. I love what evangelist teachers say, because I know we have many people who are believers today, who are watching, who are Christians, right? And so uh, you, you know that the Bible says in John 3, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, right? So you accepted that. You said, man, God loves me. You know that after you got saved, God doesn't just kick you to the curb and say, well, okay, now that you're saved, I don't care about you. Right. No, he, he loves you. You're his son. You're his daughter. And especially if you're here and you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he wants to give you this free gift, this wonderful gift. He, he, he wants to empower you. He wants to give you boldness. He wants to give you, you know, like... So that you could be a superhero in this world, so that you could be a superhero in this in in his earth in this earth, because I'm telling you, from this day forward, your Christian your Christian walk, your Christianity, so that it wouldn't be boring anymore, so that it wouldn't be frustrating anymore, so that you wouldn't go from you know mountains to and then valleys, but that you could be constant growth. Because healthy things grow and you so that you could be healthy in your body, so that you could be healthy in your spirit. And as you continue to grow in the Lord, you're going to see he's going to take you to new heights. Believe him for the impossible. And I want to tell you, just giving you some instructions, because we're going to pray, obviously, that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're, you know, we can lay hands on you right now. But we will believe that as the word of the Lord goes forth, we know that it doesn't return void. We know that just by speaking the word, people can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But now that you would have the baptism of the Holy Spirit and whatever manifestation you have on your body, whether you fall under the power, whether you go into a trance, whether you shake, you quake, you scream, whatever it is, that whatever after that experience that you would wake up and do what God has called you to do that you know if God has put it in your heart you know I got to start you know I, I got I got to start a Bible studying my school that you would go ahead and do it and by the spirit of God he's going to help you he's going to equip you and you're going to and expect the miraculous maybe for you it's at work you know, like that you would finally tell people that you are a Christian and, and that you would be bold about it, that you go ahead and do it. Or maybe for you it is, you know what, you've been, you wanted to pray for those who are sick in body. Then now with the enablement that comes from heaven, you would be able to go right. out there and do it. And maybe for those, I, I know there are people who are watching and maybe you have not been able to be at a church service in a long time because there's, you have sickness in your body, whatever it is, that we would believe, and we're believing, this is what TJ and I are believing, that the, as you get filled with the Holy Spirit today, as the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, that you would have, that the presence of God would overwhelm your body, that sickness would have to go. Hallelujah. The depression would have to go. 
Fear would have to go because fear is something that's crippling this generation. Fear would have to go. And that from this day forward, you will live a life of victory, that you will live a life victorious for him, and that you wouldn't keep this for yourself, but you would actually say this, what I have received, freely I'll give. And that you would be an agent of reconciliation to many people out there and then filling them with the Holy Spirit. That's right. Jesus said in John 7, and we're going to pray right now, so stay on. If you've watched this entire broadcast, stay on because now we're going to release something. And I believe, you know, I did a broadcast a little bit ago with my friend Isaiah, and we, we just prayed for the baptism of the Holy Ghost on the people. And I'm still getting people messaging me. I, got, I spoke in tongues for the first time on that broadcast. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I feel exactly the same unction yes. right now. We have both been on 21-day fasts. So I believe that there's, there's like an intensified anointing on this broadcast right now. And I really believe that many that have been seeking, and I've seen it in the comment sections, I want the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I, I, I've been wanting the baptism in the Holy Ghost. I need this right now. I've seen the comments. I'm telling you today, open up your heart to receive and you will be filled because the, the anointing is here right now. Get out of your head, get into your heart. You've received the word. The word of God has disarmed your head because some people have uh, objections or whatever. Their mind starts to, you know, the Bible says the carnal mind, the natural mind cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. That word in Greek is psychikos, which literally means the bestial mind or the earthly mind, the human mind cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. But he that is spiritually minded. What does it mean to be spiritually minded? It's to think in line with the word of God. We've given you ample, like plenty of scriptures today to help you to think in line with the word of God. God is desiring, you know, John baptized with water, Luke 3.16. John said, I indeed baptize with water unto repentance, but one is coming after me who's mightier than I. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus is a Baptist. John the Baptist, but there's Jesus the Baptist. The only thing is the substance by which John baptized you in was water. The substance by which Jesus is going to baptize you in today is Holy Ghost fire. Everything's yes. going to change for you today. It did for me. I can tell you September 27, 2012, in the basement of 6724 Fob Street Church or whatever the address was, Fob Street Church, when, I, when Montreal... My pastor, Stefano Giswaldi, laid hands on me. It was a Thursday night. I was on day four of a fast. I was doing a seven-day fast. And on day four of the fast, he just laid hands on me. I can tell you the music that was playing. The music was, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of, you know, who was and is and is to come. Revelation song by Carrie Job. My pastor, Jessica Giswaldi, was playing that on the keys. I remember everything as if it was yesterday. That's why I know it was, it was God. And I just remember him just tapping very gently on my belly. Because out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Matter of fact, yes, as we on. pray in the coming seconds, when we pray, I want you to take your hand and put it right on your belly as a point of contact to release your faith. That as you do that, God's going to fill that belly with everlasting rivers of life. And when he did that, I went back. I didn't know this at the time. My pastor told me afterwards. I like shot back four or five rows of pews. And I remember just going bent over and like a river, it just started to pour out. And I remember just words. I remember a particular word that was coming out was rema, rema. And I just remember whatever followed, followed. And uh, 
And, and I actually went up on Google and typed in what does rhema mean. And in Hebrew, it means exalted. In Greek, it means spirit. So whatever you want to make of it. I don't know what language I speak when I speak in tongues. But I just remember that happening. And ever since then, exactly what Pastor Oscar said, I had an increased level of freedom in my life to minister to people. I had a boldness to open up my mouth and not give a rip about anybody's opinion about what I believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know that Paul, one Romans 1.16 statement, I'm not ashamed of the yes, gospel of Jesus Christ. That ability to be unashamed of this gospel in a generation that is increasingly trying to make believers ashamed of their faith. That ability to stand, that backbone, to be bold, that Daniel faith that if you tell me not to pray, I'll pray three times today. If you tell me I have to kiss this idol's feet, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and worship that false idol, you can throw me in fire for I'd rather die. That faith that the early church had, 11 of 12 apostles were killed, martyred. That persevering faith to endure to the end, we need that. You told me the story, Reinhard Bonnke at the River Church at Tampa Bay when he was preaching. Yes. He looked on the crowd and he said, I'm looking at the first generation of the end time martyrs. I'm looking at the first generation of the end time martyrs, the first wave of that end time martyr. Are you bold enough to take a stand for the gospel in a generation that is increasingly seeking to make you feel ashamed for that gospel? That boldness is not going to be worked up in your flesh. That boldness is by the Holy Ghost. As we pray right now, there's going to be an impartation of that. Not the spirit of fear. He's not a spirit of fear. He's a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the unction so strong. Pastor Oscar, I want you to pray for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. As he does that, I want you to take your right hand, put it on your belly wherever you're at, and set your expectation, not tomorrow, not 10 years from now, right now, you're going to speak with new tongues and the mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost is going to flood your spirit. Yes. I just want to give an instruction before we go ahead and pray. Uh, I feel the presence of God. The presence of God is beautiful. I, I, asked, I even asked the Lord, Lord, let us break 200 people. And I saw that we had crossed over it. We just reached 200 and then it went down a little bit. But if you want to share the broadcast, go ahead and share it right now. Help us get as many people as possibly can on this. Um, this is what I wanted to say because I saw it in the comments. Somebody wrote, what if I don't feel anything? If I could just help you. When it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sometimes a lot of people say, I want to feel something in order for me. Like I want to lose control. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. But I also want to tell you this. Everything in the kingdom is received by faith. Yeah. When you came to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, you, when you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart as Lord and Savior of your life, there was an action of faith. You came to the front by faith. You said, man, I'm putting faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the same thing when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You come to Him by faith. You speak by faith. You open your mouth by faith. And I'll tell you, the Lord will fill your tongue. You, the Lord will fill your mouth and he will give you the right words in order to be able to give you this heavenly language. Everybody, right now, as Evangelist TJ gave you the instructions, put your hand on your belly. Um, and I'll, we're going to pray right now. Father, in Jesus' precious mighty name, O oh Lord. 
Fill your people, Lord, from the top of their heads to the soles of your feet. Fill them with the Holy Spirit and fire. In Jesus' precious mighty name, O Lord, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, let it bubble up from within them. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are removing everything that is not of you. And right now you are filling them with the Holy Spirit from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. In Jesus' precious mighty name. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Speak it out right now by faith. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Be filled from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' precious mighty name. I just feel led to... Share this testimony before we pray again, because some of you are receiving and some of you are still waiting. But I want you to listen to this right now. There was a young man in our, in our, in our when I was still a, a young adult pastor in Good News Chapel, Montreal. And he was a young man who used to come often to the front to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But for some reason, he never got it. But I'll tell you what happened. Just to demonstrate to you that people get filled even through a screen. He used to come to church to the front. He would never get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The, uh, one week, he ended up calling me. He said, Pastor, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I said, how so? He said, I don't know why it wasn't happening in church. But one day, as I was kneeling in my living room, I ended up putting online and... Uh, I, I believe it was us, TJ, who were actually doing the Bronx. I don't know if it was just you or if it was the two of us. But I remember he told me, he said, and, and when you said receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he goes, I was filled afresh Amen. and I spoke in tongues in my living room with my wife sitting right next to me. So I, I'm asked, I'm, I was sharing this story because the Lord is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he will surely do for Amen. somebody else. So if you right now are thinking, man, I wish I was in church or I wish I was in front of them so that they could touch me with their hands and I would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, the Lord is not limited by time or space. We're Wherever you're at right now, we're going to pray one more time. Lift your hands wherever we're at right now. In Jesus' precious mighty name, be filled from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Right now, in Jesus' precious mighty name. In Jesus' precious mighty name. That's it. Speak it out. Let it bubble up from within you. In Jesus' precious mighty name. You will never be the same again. And there is an anointing that's coming upon your life. I see a young man right now. There's an anointing that's coming upon your life. You will never be afraid anymore to tell people about Jesus. I believe you are wearing a blue shirt. Uh, it's, it's like a uh, square blue shirt. In Jesus' precious mighty name, the Lord is filling your life. He is anointing you from heaven. And you will be a messenger to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to many 
and what he's the work that he's doing right now in your in your life right now is going to touch many people let him do the work that only he can do and yes you're asking yourself could this be who he's is he really speaking about me or is he, there's 200 people that are watching this he's speaking about you you are kneeling down right now you're wearing a blue checker the Lord's calling you out in Jesus precious mighty name we pray amen Hallelujah. I feel there are people like that man that Pastor Oscar just called out. I feel this strong in my spirit that there are people watching me now live and possibly on the replay that you have a call to full-time ministry. There's a, full, there's a call to full-time ministry, either an evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, whatever it is. But God's been calling you and God's been knocking on your door for many years now. And today... Heaven's equipment to get heaven's assignment done is coming on you. It's essentially what the baptism in the Holy Ghost is. It's heaven's equipment to fulfill heaven's assignment. Paul says, faithful is he who calls you, he will also bring it to pass. He'll equip you and bring it to pass. God, some of you right now, are you're sensing the baptism in the Holy Ghost, a fresh fire come on you, fresh oil. Maybe it's not the first time you've been filled with the Spirit. Maybe it's Acts chapter 4. It's the second time. It's something, maybe the third time, fourth time, fifth time. But this time, hallelujah. This time, the vision of God and the call of God, as you're being filled, is going to be made so clear. It's just going to be so clear. You're going to know what to do. Just like there was a knowing in my spirit when I got filled with the Spirit, I am going to be an evangelist, I see crusades. There was, a, there was just this clarification of the call of God in my life. Just like when Pastor Oscar got filled with the Holy Ghost, the, he just had a clarification on how to win souls and there was this increased boldness to go out and do what God called him to do. That's, that, that clarity is coming to you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. I loose the mighty baptism in the spirit and fire yes, of God. Lord. Out of your belly today flows rivers of living water from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be ye filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. Like Saul, be turned into another man. Like David, when the spirit of God, the spirit of might came upon him from that day forward. He was anointed for his kingly ministry. Be anointed right now. I loose that anointing for the call of God on your life. You will not miss heaven's assignment. You will not live a mundane, boring life. Your eulogy will not be summed up by two lines. You will be great in your generation because your greatness will be found in making his name great on the earth. In Jesus' mighty name. Some of you, just out of just speak in tongues. If you haven't before, open your mouth. I'm telling you, that gift of tongues is coming on you right now. For the next 30 seconds. There's a strong anointing on this right now. Fill them, Lord. Let your fire run through their bones. 
Let all dryness and weariness be overwhelmingly flooded with your spirit. Anoint their heads with fresh oil. Let their cup run over. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching right now, you, you fall into two categories. One, you've never given your life to Jesus. You need to do that right here and right now. The Holy Spirit's not mad at you. He's convicting you because he's drawing you to Christ before it's eternally too late. Jesus is coming back soon. That's one of the benefits of being baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's this urgency in your spirit that you just know Jesus is coming back soon. That's one of the trademarks of the Pentecostals. Most, most amount of missionaries overseas are Pentecostal because they carry this burning urgency in their spirit that Jesus is coming back soon and we must be found working. That's why I do these broadcasts because of people like you that have never heard the gospel or maybe you have, but today the spirit of God's drawing you and you want to give your life to Jesus. Do that right now with me. Or number two, you fall into category two. You've given your life to Christ. You were saved. You were living on fire for God, but something happened in your life. It knocked the wind out of you and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if Jesus were to return here and now, there's, there's a question mark in your heart whether you'd make heaven or not. That's no way to live. You can gamble. There's a lot of people that gamble at casinos. There's, I, don't, I don't condone it. It's sin. But there's a lot of people that gamble on many things. One thing you should never gamble on is your eternal salvation. Because although there are 100 million ways into hell, there's only one way out. And that's Jesus Christ. And once all things are said and done, it's appointed unto men to die once. And then comes the judgment. Then comes the judgment, and nobody can escape that judgment. We will all come before Christ. And if you're not saved, you'll be at a different judgment, the great white throne judgment. That's not one I want you to be at. I don't want you to be judged because your name's not found in the Lamb's book of life. Get saved today. Get back on track. Recommit. Rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. Get the fire back in you. God's calling you. If you fall into those two categories, pray this with me. Out of your mouth, say, Father... In Jesus' name, I believe you raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Where I was weak, make me strong. I will live for you. No more turning back. From today, God is my Father. Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I'm moving forward only. Backwards never. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want you to go on my website, salvationnow.ca. The first link that pops up is, I just got saved. Click that link. Fill it out. I want to hear from you. And I also have a, a gift for you, a package I'm sending to you free of charge. You don't need to send me money. I'm never going to ask you for money. It's free of charge. I want to welcome you into the family of God. It's a Bible, some reading material. It's going to greatly help you and assist you. Do that right now, salvationnow.ca. First link, I just got saved. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay connected with us by visiting us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching at TJ Malkanji, or visit us online, www.salvationnow.ca. God bless you and until next time.